Hello, Acapella Radio. Welcome to another exciting episode of Talk Acapella. It's a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music, along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Alexander, and joining me is back alicia edwards hello stranger it has been quite a while it has been you know but i'm mm-hmm. i'm really excited to be back I'd, I'd say happy new year but i mean like i don't, I don't know if it's been that long now well, but i think the last episode i was here for was aired at like the beginning of january okay then maybe it has been a but while I mean, that but was still yeah awesome. right right well, I, all I can say is I am glad that you have returned. True. I've tried my best to steer the ship in your absence. I was, and I was really um, like nervous that you were just going to replace me with some random. Ooh, you know, you know what? I actually got a few offers for some of our guests, and I was like, hmm. You know, if like, she doesn't hurry back, then like I might have said to consider that they you. Would take my place. They didn't say in those exact words, but mm. they were like, hey, if there's an opening that might come up, well, you know. Sorry. It was all in good fun. All in good fun, sorry, of course. But just something to keep in mind for your next episode. No, I'm just kidding. But we, we are happy that you are back. I feel and like there's what... so much shade being thrown my direction from you. I think I'm just going to hop off. Hey, hey no, no, no. I, I have to make up for lost time. That's all it is, you know? But okay, fair enough. Exactly. This is a, a great episode to return oh, I know. to because I know. this is exciting exciting listeners because our guest today i believe as far as i can recall we have the youngest guest we've ever had on our show before which is really cool and we get a different side of acapella today normally we're, we're speaking to collegiate group members we're speaking to audio technicians we're speaking to people who have been on the professional scene for quite some time and today our guests are members of a, a training academy that's really focused on young vocalists. So I'm super excited. The group is coming to us straight out of Los Angeles, California. They are known as Squad Harmonics. And joining us, we have members Elise and Simone, as well as the director of Squad Harmonics, Laura Saggers. How are you all doing today? <laughs> I love it. I love the energy. This is great. How's things going? And, and you're all part of the world. Well, not, it's not too shabby, but it's plodding along. It's, we're trying to make the most of everything during the time that everyone else is mm-hmm. having to deal with. So we're getting there. Life is, right. life is peachy. Well, good, good. And I have a question because this normally comes up in conversation with our guests, but normally we find that our guests are first time podcasters. So Elise and Simone, have you ever done anything like this, a podcast before in your life? I can not I can't say I have before so okay I mean we've done a couple interviews but I don't think like really much podcast stuff so this is kind of new awesome well this is going to be a fun experience we're going to try and make this you know as painless and carefree as possible and really we're just here just to learn about you guys and I'm so excited so let's get the show going so for our listeners out there can you all tell us about your background in music how long have you all been singing and do you have a favorite style or genre of music as a group or individually individually first well the first time i remember kind of singing and performing was second grade i was in my school's musical and i played like a baby bear i think we were doing some musical version of goldilocks and ever since then i've just like loved singing and performing for people so because of that i think i have to say my favorite genre is musical Oh, nice. Great choice. I have so many friends who are into musical theater and I did musical theater in high school and it's a blessing. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm not going to be very original. Same thing with me. I was really into Annie when I was... No, I'm kidding. Oh, no. (laughs) 
Not quite. I was an orphan in Annie when Ooh, I was six okay. years old because that was my favorite movie then. And there was a theater company near me that was doing the show and my parents signed me up. And then I just wanted to keep going back. And that's kind of how I got into theater. And then from there, I got into music. And I don't really have a favorite genre of music. Mostly it's musical theater, but okay. I've also been getting into pop lately. And there's just so many different styles. And so I'm just still looking at everything, exploring it. Great. That's a great perspective to have on it. And what about yourself, Laura? Well, I roam from the, the over the seas from England. So over there, everything when you're learning music in school is very, very heavily classical. You don't really have a choice but to understand the classical, which I love. So I was trained on piano when I was little, from the age of four. And then I really loved singing. But I really didn't start to sing properly until I was about 17, 18. And then I went and did a diploma in it. And then I went and did music business for my degree and fell in love with everything to do with teaching and performing. And I couldn't decide which one I liked best. So I started a little teaching company while I was at college so I could have the best of both worlds. And then I moved over here and did the same thing. So I've been performing mainly my style that I perform is, I would say, folk singer-songwriter. But okay. I love musical theater. I, I still love classical. I'd go to Hollywood Bowl just to watch classical and then enter pentatonics into my world. And I'm like, hello, <laughs> what is this gloriousness that I have never, ever mm -hmm. seen before? So then Sounds I got like obsessed with that. like the typical response, yeah. <laughs> It is. I mean, you know, the pillars and beacons of like how it all really started, the new genre of it. And so they've really been amazing with, I mean, it's taken 10 years. So I remember them coming out 10 years ago and I've been for 10 years trying to work out how I would get that to the younger generation because it's so hard to sing a cappella. Good. And so mm -hmm. I'm, I, as I start to teach the younger kids when singing, I'm sitting there going, <laughs> not open heck, that this is going to happen. <laughs> so it took a long time to work out a curriculum where it's going to be easily digestible and we can actually get a sound and then improve and, and, and get it to a place where it is now. So it just took a while. But I am grateful to Pentatonix for, and for the sing-off. I'm just constantly going on about like that's like our forefathers of modern acapella because it really is where right. it started. True. Yeah, that's a lot of people's introduction in uh, contemporary acapella right there is pentatonic. So I get it. So I'm, I'm curious, are any of the members of Squad Harmonics a part of any other musical groups in, in the LA area? I think that a lot of us are like in school choirs and stuff, but as mm -hmm. for outside of school, just squad. That takes and, up enough of your I time. Saying, there's you nothing know? wrong with that. That right there is, I'm very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's just, that was the reason of starting a squad was because there, there isn't anything. And the fact that okay. we live in the heart, uh, the heart of, you know, where, you know, Hollywood's down the road and all that. But we're in, we're in the city where you're supposed to be, you know, people flock in thousands every year to, you know, make their mark on the music industry. Yet there's mm -hmm. nothing for, for young talent to get their teeth sunk into while they're at school. That you, you may get lucky and have a, your school may have a really good award-winning choir, but that's it. And it's choir, and you don't really get acapella until you get to college or your high school happens to have a really good acapella. But even then, you're mixed with people who might not sing so well, and then you, you're not able to train at the level that you could really progress and really push yourself further if you have people that aren't really taking it seriously. And that's what happens in school choirs. So it's there wasn't anything that I could find for them to really, really sink their teeth into and progress. So I'm hoping there will be more squad harmonics that we can lead the way and encourage other people to do the same thing because I think acapella is mm -hmm. insane and it's beautiful training for vocalists. Right. This whole idea and concept just fascinates me because I know at least in terms of a collegiate scene and even somewhat of a semi-pro scene, LA has a pretty thriving vocal arts community. There's tons of, or at least in the surrounding areas, a lot of acapella groups and it's just 
just fascinates me that someone didn't put this idea together quicker. They're seeing all the influence that is going on in the community with acapella. And, but luckily, you know, Squad was born and now it fills that need. But it just kind of took that long. It's interesting. One of the main things, if I can put in defense, I guess, to the other the teachers that I know, is that it's... It's not that it, there wasn't a demand for it. It's just that it's so hard to put everyone in one place to convince them like, hey, the idea of a vocal team has never ever been done. It, you have it when you have college, of course, because by the time you get to college, your vocal cords are so well. They're almost, you know, you've got a few more years till they're fully developed. But mm-hmm. once you reach a teenage, teenage years I've seen with teaching, you, um, you improve your quality of singing dramatically with each year. But before teenage, mm-hmm. you take quite a long time to get there, even to sing in tune. So right. to have young kids doing harmony, harmony, a two-part harmony alone is ridiculously hard. To have them sit there and have like six-part harmony, one person on each harmony is nuts. And it, it <laughs> took us a long, long time to get us to the stage where like, okay, I started them off really, really difficult pieces and went, nope, let's go back. Okay, we're just going to do two-part. And then you're able, We're over the years, we've worked out a, a system that enables them to get to a place where they are. But it, I wouldn't say, I, I think the reason it hasn't been done is because it's so hard mm-hmm. for kids to be, kids are still learning to sing in tune, never mind harmony, and then blend it on top of it, and then add dance moves. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. It's it's a lot. So I, I don't think there's a lot of places that have the ability to be able to offer it at schools because you have to have really dedicated kids in order to do it. And I just don't think that the general school environment can guarantee that amount of talent with everybody. Right. I, mm-hmm. I think something that's really unique about squad harmonics is you're not just a training academy for acapella and singing that takes place like during the summer. It's not like a summer camp. It's year round, which I think is very unique. I mean, if I understand correctly, Squad Harmonics is the first year round acapella training academy in the world. So I mean, that's that's really impressive to me. And I, I was looking on your website, and I didn't actually I couldn't find this. But how long ago was Squad Harmonics started? We had various little groups that we started beforehand to see how it goes. But the actual Squad Harmonics as the name Squad Harmonics started last what last summer guys was it um, yeah that one because okay. summer of um, 2019 yeah because 2020 was all virtual yep us. yeah yeah so which i've written off mentally so i guess it's the year before all of us you know we're, we're all in the same boat there so a year and a half ago i think we had our first performance of squad harmonics and as the group squad harmonics but before that it, it had been building with various things that we were trying out with my private students and seeing what worked and what didn't work. And then we got into a routine like, okay, this does work. Let's do this properly. And mm-hmm. then we came up with Squad Harmonics. So I'm curious because just a second ago, Laura, you were talking about the development of a musician, especially a young musician. And when they're at their point that they can be able to even just start taking on, you know, harmonies and comp complex arrangements and things like that. But I'm curious for Elise and Simone, if you all would answer this question, it's actually a two-part question. What specifically got you interested in acapella music? And then secondly, when did you realize that, hey, you're ready to take on like more challenging music? Because for me, I didn't feel like I was a capable musician until maybe around the high school age. And that's when I was taking, you know, choirs and doing classical music and kind of actually studying cheap music and things like that. But it took me a long time to just to internalize that okay i think i'm ready to actually take on challenging music for you all was there a certain point that you're like oh i can do harder music i don't know if i'd say there was like a point where i decided i think i can do something more difficult i mean i got introduced to laura and then i was like there and then in one of the earlier stages before squad harmonics the name was a thing but once that started like she said we kind of sort of eased into it 
so I didn't feel like it was too sudden, but obviously since then we've like worked our way up almost. So it's just been like since then it's been challenging me. Okay. I get that. Yeah. For me, Mm -hmm. there wasn't like a particular moment or anything. I was just doing musical theater and then I was in my school choir and then my teacher asked if I wanted to take like voice lessons with her. So I decided to do that because I wanted to get better for singing and musical theater and stuff. But then I kind of just started to enjoy singing by itself too. Mm -hmm. And my mom saw this Party in the USA video camp (laughs) and she signed me up. And then that's how I got into squad. Nice. So it almost feels like it was just kind of like the next step, what felt right for you all to kind of take. It was like the natural evolution of, you know, your artistry almost is kind of what I'm hearing. So let's talk a little bit about the Academy itself, because, you know, Squad Harmonics isn't just the name of the group, as Alicia was talking about. It's everything about this, the whole organization here. And you guys, you're training musicians, you're taking lessons, you're doing all of these cool things. Laura, what are some of the concepts and techniques or topics that the academy covers and like how's everything structured with regard to music as education i would say Mm -hmm. we have three different levels that kids can enter into so you when you audition it really isn't a place for the very very beginner if a kid auditions the bare minimum we need is for them to sing in tune if they can sing in tune which a lot of people will be like oh that's easy it's really not like to (laughs) to sing acapella and that's not laughing at them it's just like that's the the stage that they're at it's all natural so the thing that we encourage people to understand is that to have voice lessons is not because you're weak it's because you're trying to take your craft seriously Mm -hmm. no one comes out of the womb singing in tune perfectly sounding like a Christina Aguilera they just don't (laughs) if you think you do it's probably because you're belting hardcore on your chest and it sounds rough Mm -hmm. and everyone else is sitting there cringing and you're going it's great it's not (laughs) so the if you're not in tune we say like hey we have some really great vocal teachers that have been trained up to specifically work with kids voices because if you're going to take voice lessons the kid's voice is so tender and so delicate you cannot sit and make them do a hard belt they will permanently damage their vocal cords so there's a lot there's a lot of technique that goes into teaching a young voice and to making sure that while you're teaching it it's staying protected and not to push it too much so we have these teachers who are like hey they're they're trained with us they're recommended so if you're not quite in tune don't you worry sweet cheeks you just come train and get some private voice <laughs> lessons and we promise that we will get you trained up and so that you can audition properly for squad. So if you come in and then say that, okay, cool, I'm in June. To get into junior, you just have to be in tune. To get into senior, you have to be able to solfege sight read because that's oh, what we okay. train you up to junior. So through the junior training, they're doing six note solfege sight reading is the final thing. And we have we did this thing online called Sight Reading Factory where I've composed our own tests through our own curriculum. And so they have to work their way through these practices every single Saturday when we log in for Zoom and they take extra theory class with us. And so in order to pass junior, you need to be able to sing 12 measures solfege without a single mistake through a six note span. And that's just juniors. And so most kids who come to us are not taught that because you just don't really start solfege properly until you get to high school, Mm -hmm. the higher end of high school. And and if we have, I was just going to say just a quick little plug. If we have any listeners out there who aren't familiar with what that is, that's your do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, depending on the key that the piece is written in and figuring out. It it just helps you sight read better. It does. So I think the whole point of squad is to sit there and say like, look, everyone can sit there and say, I want to be an artist. I want to be a singer. That's great. (laughs) 
but if you are taking it seriously in the industry, if you can't read music, you're kind of at a disadvantage because、mm-hmm. you're going to be going into a session and someone will hand you sheet music and go sing it, and you're like, "Can you just quickly play it for me?" He's like, "No, the sweet chief, that's why we're hiring you. Sing it, and then you're screwed, <laughs> and then someone else will get it." So we're trying to make sure that these kids, with the education we're offering, are able to get into college with the music theory and all of the training that we've given them, and then also that they are able to go get jobs in the industry afterwards. If they want to, and so we're trying to make them realize the reality of the industry. We also have like music business classes, and we have like all this other stuff that we offer. But it's mainly to be like a reality check. Like, yes, enjoy music, and it's a wonderful thing to have that passion. But if you're sitting there saying, "I want to be an artist," we are going to drum in the reality of that, so that you may choose by the time you get to 18, maybe that isn't for you if you're not willing to put all that effort into it, and you can make a, a wiser decision than getting to 25 and going, "Whoops." And that's such a good point, and I'm glad you hit upon that. Most, if not all, the the students that come through Squad, their intent is to one day be involved in the music industry at some point. I'd say no. I think no? when I think、okay. you have a lot of kids when they first think it, but then they'll realize how much work goes into it. Like we have some that are in our artist development sort of like track. And they have to release a video once a week, and if they don't, it's to understand like how important social media is, and the the lighting has to be perfect, the time like their song has to be in tune, everything has to be like so much work goes into it, and it's on top of all of their schoolwork as well, and it's to it's to encourage that the industry is is not set up anymore that labels will take you on a, in a development deal. They will、mm-hmm. not be like, okay, cool, you sound great, because when you come to LA, everyone sounds great.、Mm-hmm. You are a very very small fish in a, a ginormous ocean, and if you don't have a bunch of other skills. Lined up like sight reading or being able to sing harmony beautifully, you can be a backup singer. There's all these other things that you're going to need to do to make a living. Then this really isn't for you. So we have kids that say they want to be an artist, and we will take them down that path and teach them how hard it is. And if they still want it at the end of it, then you know that they really truly want it. Go for it. If you don't, then you have all this enjoyment of singing in a group and a team, which is so fulfilling. I can't wait till we're over this. This pandemic, because that connection you have when singing together is so amazing and incredible that 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 is something that you'll feel and you'll feel in all and up until the rest of your years of life. You'll remember that. And if you can take something that is as beautiful and natural as that, and that can be like your downtime, then that's all we can really hope for for our students is just to take that enjoyment away and love it. Awesome, that's incredible. Thank you. I have a question for Elise and Simone. For you all as students, what skills or vocal abilities do you feel? Are important to have or work towards as you develop as musicians. I think that something that is really important and we focus heavily on in Squad is, like Laura said, sight reading. As you like progress through the different levels of Squad, it just gets like almost more intense. Well, not like more intense, just more difficult until you progress to the point where it's like you need to be able to look at something and be able to sight read it, like no matter the key or the time signature, like that sort of stuff. And I feel like we've heard from a lot of adults, and like Laura tells us a lot, like it's very important, and people always wish that they learned to sight read younger. So even though at times it isn't the most fun thing we do in Squad, I think it's like really important that we are doing it. I can agree with that. I wish my parents had got me into music at a, such an earlier age. I I wasn't introduced into sheet music. I think until the last year of middle school, which is pretty late for a musician. But I, I agree with that statement completely. And what about you, Simone? So、uh, other than sight reading and all that stuff, which is very important, I guess it just really depends on the person because there's all these different things you can work on with voice. Like I came into Squad singing in head voice a lot and like very airy and stuff. And so Laura really helped me like. Work on my solo voice, and then for some people it's the opposite, and they have a really strong, amazing solo voice, but then they don't do as well with harmonizing and blending. So it just depends on the person. It's just 
important to be well-rounded. I think that Laura does a good job of teaching us all that. Awesome. A stars all around. Awesome. A stars all around. Thank you. I, I'm going to pivot uh, a little bit. I was watching one of your music videos that spoke to my soul. It was The Best from Schitt's Creek, and I'm a huge fan of that show. And if, to our guests, if you haven't watched it, you need to. I have to ask, what was it like to have Eugene Levy himself retweet this video or tweet this video? I sobbed like a baby. I sobbed like a baby. <laughs> I think that was it. I mean, I was like, I, should I retire? Are we done? Is this, this, this is it? Like, it's, it's Eugene Levy, it. the, yeah. the man himself. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, there was a, definitely a, a sobbing moment for moi. I think that that show is just a it was pivotal for me for like just amazing show I think it's everybody should see it because I think it it talks about the subject of LGBT in such a subtle way that allows everybody to sit there and go oh I get it even if you don't get it even if you're on even if you're like on the fence and you're in the mentality where you still think that it's something wrong if you watch this show it allows you to go oh actually I think I think I can put myself in your shoes or I actually think I can understand it now which I think was what was missing in society with people that don't necessarily think the way we're in LA, so we're so lucky because the environment for us is these kids grow up with two dads, two moms. Every It's seen as normal. It is normal. But there's a lot of people that you need to realize when you get out of your little bubble that people don't think the same way as you do. And so our music is a way of sitting there and trying to encourage everyone to be like, hey, maybe you could think of it this way. And if kids are saying it, then it makes it even more true and vulnerable. So that show is amazing. And the minute I watched that show, I told everyone to go watch it. It was, you know, age-appropriate to <laughs> A couple of right, scenes. Right, a couple of right. scenes. I don't think my eight-year-old my eight-year-olds should probably be exposed to. But anyway, watch it with the family. It's cool. But after that show, and then they use that song throughout, and I fell in love with it so much. We immediately had to do that for the video where we're purposely trying to promote awareness and acceptance of our LGBT community. So that's what how that happened, and it was awesome. And we're also going to do another LGBT community show and awareness in June, which we're gearing for right now. Well, that's so great that you all had that experience, and man, just the way that music can reach people and it's a testament right there in itself with that we are going to take our first commercial break but don't go anywhere because we're going to continue our conversation with laura elise and simone from squad harmonics right here on talkapella that phrase is and welcome back to talkapella elise you're gonna do one welcome back want to learn from the best you should check out acapella masterclass where professionals at the top of their field show you how they became the best and how you can too Learn from award-winning experts like Kristen Dennehy, Lisa Forgish, Trin Friss-Roundsfeld, Aaron Jensen, Blake Lewis, and more. We discuss topics like arranging, barbershop, beatboxing, composition, looping, social change, and things of the like. Go to acapellamasterclass.com to learn all the details. Acaville, helping you be the best acapella musician you can be. And welcome back to Tacapella. That's right. We are here with Laura, Elise, and Simone from Squad Harmonics in LA. And we, we closed out our first segment by just briefly touching on a video that Squad Harmonics produced. And it's a cover of The Best from Schitt's Creek. And we kind of want to talk about one of your other videos that was really, really powerful. Um, we want to talk about your video stand up. I mean, it's one thing for a video to just uh, like the sound of the video to be so powerful, but it's another to have it also feel so powerful and so moving. I watched the video and I was I was nearly in tears. This video was recognized by Casa, which is a huge deal, as one of the year's best at the Acapella Video Awards. It won multiple awards, so best R&B video, runner up for best high school video, runner up for best collaborative video. Can you tell me what it's like for you all to 
regularly produce music and videos that you know thousands of viewers will see. And, and can you share with us what that process is like for you to put something out like that? I mean, I think <laughs> it's kind of crazy because like when we started this time last year, when we started like transferring to online and doing videos like this, I mean, we've always done videos, I guess, but doing them more heavily, I just, I never thought that so many people would see it. So that was kind of like almost crazy to me. Like I wasn't expecting, like you said, thousands of people to see our videos. Yeah, it, they're like groups on the college scene, even like pro groups that don't get like thousands of views. And you guys like consistently get that like on your videos, which is really cool. And what about you, Simone? What's it like just being a part of a group who like just makes such amazing videos? It's really amazing. Like I never thought anything like that would ever happen when I joined Squad. And it's just, it's really nice to know that the songs that we're putting out are being recognized and that the messages that are in them are getting to the people who need to hear them. And so can you talk to us a little bit about what's it like like putting together a video, what's the, the process in terms of the learning the music and then shooting? And, and especially with everything being virtual, was there a difference between what you guys are doing prior to the pandemic in terms of shooting videos to what you're doing now? What's what's all of that like? Well, originally the idea was that the music videos, we would bring our top tier kids, which is like our, our performance squad. The deal was that they normally perform three times a week three times a week around in order to do their training with the team. And then as a reward, once a semester, we do a music video that we would bring them in and film ourselves. And, you know, we do the makeup and it'd be like a big old treat to get to do a music video uh, so we could like add to the acapella community in our own little way. Then COVID hit. We're like, well, <laughs> the only thing we the only thing we can do are videos. <laughs> so in order to then it's suddenly switched up so that we I think we've done something like 12 this last year we did something like 10 to 12 I was going to say I've seen a lot wow. come out recently There's, yeah you know I love to work um, <laughs> it's really fun but it, it keeps everyone working as a team and it kept everyone engaged and it also enabled everyone to work really hard because the amount of songs we had to learn was a lot and in, in, in order to keep that going the kids have to work really really hard and keep them engaged they all log on together so in order to keep the quality up we realized that we had to make sure that everyone was able to record properly we now offer a recording class that's required once you turn into seniors so that if you are auditioning for solos juniors don't get to audition for solos seniors do seniors in performance they get to audition for solos but you have to have garage band and a small recommended microphone set up so we help you learn how to use garage band or pro tools we offer both and as classes and so these kids are all now sending in in my opinion ridiculously high quality recordings in their bedrooms that has <laughs> really honestly changed the face of how we're going to record because mm -hmm. before we were going to spend you know all of our budget on maybe doing a, a song in the studio now we can pump out songs because they're all just recording it's such high quality in their rooms because we've spent so long trying to tweak the quality of it that they have these great microphones and they all take they take it seriously so they're you know they've treated their rooms with carpets and blankets and so you have like an actually decent sound and our, our wonderful producer parker is able to work his magic and he says he doesn't really need to do that much with the actual treatment to the recordings because they have worked so hard at making sure that the quality is good so that's what's required if you're in senior and above and then as far as videos go everyone has that 18 inch ring light and that was the requirement it's like if you want to do this because we have to try and we want to be competitive we want to not 
look at, not look like we're putting out. We want to show that we're trying really hard to enter the acapella community because we're honestly, we were way too young to enter the acapella community. And the fact that we've gotten as far as we are is the biggest honor for me and for the kids because I told them from scratch, like, it's going to be quite a few years until we get anywhere close to being noticed or even, you know, at a competitive level. And the whole getting nominated for a start and then actually winning was yeah. ridiculous. It's insane. The honor is, it goes beyond. I just, we were overwhelmed. I just can't believe we've done this in a year. So, but it's taken so much hard work by every single one. And that is the core part of what acapella is, is teamwork. And I, I'm just curious, this is just my random mind just coming up with stuff, but are any of you all like perfectionists when it comes to video stuff? Because Alicia and I sing because in a group where we, well, well <laughs> no, I'm kidding, occasionally. I am. Alicia definitely is, but we sing in a group where we're, we make videos and I could tell you, it takes me quite a while to put together videos because I notice everything I'm doing and I'm curious what kind of video record people are you all do you normally do it in one take and you're good to go and you're like hey that's it or are you doing like 20 takes or <laughs> i love that simone is just like shaking her head she's like no 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 yeah definitely not one take i don't know if it's around 20 probably somewhere near that amount usually it's not a big deal if there's like one mistake in a harmony video or something because that can just not be put in to that particular part of the video but yeah gotta take quite a few takes to make sure it looks all right and you're doing all of the dance moves and the videos that have dance moves or you have the right facial expressions and also something i've struggled with is sometimes when i sing i put my chin up and that's first of all like that's not very good for the sound but second of all it doesn't really look great in the videos so right when i was starting out recording i'd get a couple videos sent back because of my chin and oh, wow. so that's mm-hmm. helped me work on it so yeah if the video isn't usually you can like get by with a couple mistakes and it's not a big deal but if it's not gonna work laura will just send it back and you gotta redo it it's true i'm very picky that's totally fine hey that means that you guys really care about what you're well, doing i can I mean, respect that even said you want to prepare them to know what it's going to be like and what it's going to take for them to pursue this kind of artistic it is we're so we have deadlines of when things are supposed to be doing and we are very strict on it and there have been times where kids have missed the deadline and they are simply not they do not get the honor of being in that video so that is our way of being like if you miss an audition no one's going to sit there and be like oh i'd love to hear your audition again let's have it tomorrow like no they're going to pick someone else so if, if you if you can't be organized and i think it's been really hard on the kids because during covid they went from being at school where everything was pretty much laid out for them to suddenly overnight having to be in charge of their entire schedule their entire zoom schedule I give them so much credit because they're all like on calendars now, which they didn't even know existed before. But now they like have schedules. They don't have a choice. They've had to adapt. And I like a lot of people don't really realize what kids have gone through through COVID. It's in, it's an insane amount of adaption that they've done. And some kids aren't aren't doing well. Some kids are doing great. But all of them have had to adapt. And it's been amazing to see their development through everything. So I wonder if we can kind of pivot just a little bit back towards stand up because I really don't want to brush over this video. I think as Alicia was talking about the the video as you're watching it is just so moving and powerful and I think so much of that has to do with the message behind it and I'd really love to hear from all three of you but when it comes to stand up you know what does a video like this which just has such a relevant and profound message especially in today's times what does that mean to each of you you know as you're you're thinking about the video and you were making it were there any thoughts on what the message is that we're trying to share with this so as a teacher I think 
it is our absolute responsibility. If you have a young person that's in that you're mentoring and training and teaching, it's not about teaching a subject. That's not it. The full responsibility comes to making sure that they're going to end up by being a well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. So when the Black Lives Matter, I mean, obviously it didn't just hit last year and going for well, decades. But I think as it started to grow, it enabled the conversation to start. Whereas we are predominantly white. And well, we have we have Sydney who's black and that's it. And because of that, it enabled us to sit there and be like, we need to start talking and having open conversations. So we had a, our older kids were brought in to have an open conversation to ask Sydney about her, her opinions and like what she's actually going through. Because I think a, a lot of the issues is it's very easy to have an opinion when you don't actually talk to someone who's going through it. Right. And mm-hmm. so you have all these opinions going left, right, and center, and yet no one's truly asking. You'll have like a phone family members that are off in distant lands, and they'll be like, "I don't, I don't think it's a problem. I don't see it." And I was like, "Really? How many black friends are you talking to?" Oh, they're fine. I was like, "Have you actually picked up the phone and said, well, I would love to hear your opinion and listen instead of talking over them?'" And so we're trying really hard to encourage that. We know we're predominantly white. So the fact that there was a comment on a video actually yes last night that I sat there and sat and wrote a lovely response to where someone said hey I don't I think this is a great video but I don't understand why there's a bunch of white kids in here they shouldn't be singing about this because it doesn't affect them my response to that was like it was it was a nice comment they didn't they clearly didn't mean any offense by it they were just like confused as to why white you know white kids were singing it and I, and the response that we had was look it's just because something doesn't directly affect you doesn't mean that you can't sit there and show solidarity and stand up for something that you realize is going on. And as kids, there's not a lot you guys feel that they can do to benefit society because they're seen as children. No one really takes them seriously. So when you give them an opportunity like this, this was something that was a huge group discussion that we all wanted to do. We all discussed the angles and the different way that we were going to put out the art, if you will, but also the message. The names that pop up were done, obviously, on purpose, but we did it in such a way that those that are watching the video would think who maybe not necessarily agree with the Black Lives Matter movement. It's amazing to think that there are some out there that don't, but hey, I respect everybody. They would watch it and go, this is a nice video, this is great, and then boom, you have the names, and it's like, ha, I got you, now you have to listen. So it was our way of trying to make everyone come together and also to show solidarity. So if you see the angles we chose, there's a couple times where our kids are like looking at intonation and we did that on purpose uh, to show yeah. like, mm-hmm. we're giving the direction to you. This is not about us. This is about us showing like solidarity between what our brothers and sisters across the board, which is what we should be as a society is coming together and saying no to when things are unjust regardless of what you look like. I agree with all of that, yeah. Yeah, Laura covered the whole main thing, but just adding on, it's really about, like, just standing up and adding your voice to something because kids don't really have much of a voice, politics or anything, and it's frustrating to feel like there's nothing you can really do to make a difference. So this video was just a really great way to just spread awareness and just get that message to people who needed to hear it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, just to add on to Simone, like she was saying, I feel like there's not a lot that kids can do. So the fact that in Squad we have this platform, I think it was really important for us to like use it to help spread the message. Because it's obviously something that's very important and like global right now. It has been and it should be acknowledged by everyone. Yeah, and I commend you all for 
taking on, you know, such a song and such a powerful message and statement with all of this? Because I think that when you're looking at, you know, younger groups and things, and especially my past experiences, we would have never touched a song like that because, you know, you think, oh, kids, you know, why involve them? But I, I love that the tides are kind of turning a little bit where you have a group such as Squad who's not afraid to tackle these difficult conversations and, you know, show it through their artistry. And the, the video, like everything that you guys said is spot on. The video is so tasteful. It's perfect. It's great. And it seems intentional with just as I'm learning more and more about, you know, the way the shots are done and the interaction between the two groups is just, it's incredible. So thank you guys for those statements. I think as young people, you're really, you know, setting the tone for where we go from here. And I, I love it that you guys are recognizing that, hey, we do have the opportunity. We do have the ability to do something regardless of what others might think. So thank you guys. It's videos like this that I've seen coming out from youth that, I mean, honestly, for me as a woman of color, that give me a lot of hope for the future. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. It's our absolute pleasure. I just hope that other, it'll encourage other teachers to embrace it. I think we are at a point where we're lucky because we are not an institution tied to a particular school. Mm -hmm. So, and I also know my parents that I work with and every single one of them is on board with this. There are schools that may not be able to do this because you may have that one Karen that's going to sit there and complain. So we don't have that. And I don't have any fear on that either. And if they do, they're not welcome at squash. So it's very, when people come to us, we have an interview with kid, new kids and we, we should tell them exactly like, this is what we stand for. This is what we believe in. And this is what we're going to promote. And if you have a problem with it, this isn't the place for you, but good luck. And thank you for your interest. So people have to be on board with the things that we think are really important and are more, more, are more standing. So I like it. Yeah. So you mentioned, Laura, that there was another group that you worked with on this video, Intonation. Can you share with us from a director's perspective, as well as Elise and Simone from a performer's perspective, what was it like working with them? Oh, gosh, it was heaven. <laughs> I, and I'll tell you the, the story. They're just... It was amazing. It was amazing for two things. I mean, one, because we were able to, we brought them in on a Zoom so that we could, we could ask and have those conversations and talk to them. And also they are clearly crazy talented. And so for us to ask questions like, hey, how do you practice? How, what do you guys only do? And to find out their routines. And they were so welcoming. And their beatboxer did a little beatbox off. Nice. And they're like, it was so sweet. And it was such a beautiful moment to bring everyone together. We'd never met them. I found them on Instagram. So I, t I found their Instagram page and I messaged whoever was in charge and I was like hi would you be interested in bringing your kids in to do like a talk with us just so we can have some so we can be stay educated mm -hmm. and then it turned into would you like to do a collaboration and then they said yes and it was just really magical and it was pure so none of it was contrived none of it was done for like likes or whatever it was purely done for the goodness of for what it was which was like a way to show collaboration with perfect strangers that we've never met that we're now looking into hopefully trying to bring them over for a summer camp one day and we can learn from them. We would go there to learn. It's just how you start to build walls. It's just hard to start to build bridges. And that's how you start to reach out to people that you may not normally interact with on your regular day because it's not your fault where you live, but it is your fault for ignorance. So like reach out and start making friends and, and trying to put yourself in other people's shoes. And it was a wonderful learning opportunity for us and also to meet a ridiculously <laughs> talented acapella group. They just, they just, I was to brag about them. Hey Trey, which is the, uh, they're an incredible director. They just got through to the semifinals of the uh, varsity vocals and all of them won best vocal, uh, best soloist. Oh my so, gosh. And we're 
up against for the Parsi vocals for the professional mm-hmm. groups. And then we, we do that next month. So well, break a leg. We're just going there to have fun. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. But our hearts go out to them because they work so hard and the talent is insane. Mm-hmm. So it was nothing but us just going. I'm glad that I'm not the only person like geeks out like from like connecting or working with other acapella groups. I feel like that's done very subtly. But I, Laura, you didn't like shy away from that all. So I, I'm respect. You get respect from me there. Uh, oh, thank you. Well, I think the industry is so built up with competition. Yeah, it the, is. The purpose is, to, is there's you are never going to be perfect. So go find someone better than you mm. and, and see if they can teach you. Like we've worked with Impact many, like we opened mm. for them. And one of them has reached out and said, hey, I'd really like to start helping your kids with jazz. And I lost my stuff again. I'm like, <laughs> yes, please. Because that would be amazing. Like to work with people that are better than you, like always aim higher than what mm-hmm. you're at. So it's just incredible. And the African community is it's so lovely. It's not the usual music industry. So it's so loving. So for uh, Elise and Simone, can you talk to us about, is there anything that like you all took away as musicians from like being able to collaborate with other musicians? Is there something in what you all deal with intonation that you're like, oh, this could be so helpful in terms of my future projects or future music endeavors? We did a masterclass with them before we began this collaboration and they taught us lots of things like this really good riff warm up to like help with that and they just taught us some new skills that are very helpful and that we've been using in class and it was just really nice to collaborate with them they were super nice they're incredibly talented and it's just nice to see like such amazing people they're just really good and they give you something to like work towards and i think having them as like motivation is something that I'll think about. Good. Yeah, that's super important. Yeah, wherever you can draw that inspiration motivation from, that's perfect. What about yourself, Elise? Yeah, I just got to agree with Simone. I think that it was an incredible learning opportunity because they are so, so talented. And it was just so cool to like think that they wanted to work with us, which it was just a dream pretty much. We could go on and on about the amazing experiences you all had making this video and working with Intonation, but I I do kind of want to look to the future a little bit. So can you tell us, and Elise and Simone, maybe you, you don't have a concrete answer for this, but I imagine Laura has probably a lot of ideas here. Can you tell us some of the projects that you're working on or what can we expect to see from Squad in 2021? Well, first of all, we have an album that is coming out on April 26th. What? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. So yeah. mark your calendars, April 26th. It's called Best Party. And we are just really, really excited about that one. It's something that we've obviously been like working on during quarantine. And I'm just really excited for everyone to be able to hear it. Kudos on the, the awesome. album yeah. name there. That's a great name. I like it. Well, it, it, it combined a lot of the songs. It's they're most of them are all upbeat apart from when the party's over. But the songs are mainly they have the words party or they have the like we have best day, best day, the best when the party in the USA. So like you know it just made sense and it was it's a fun one. We're we're so excited. So we are entering in the varsity vocals competition with an original song from our beatboxer and wow. it's a story and it's just it's such a beautiful song. I think it was the music it was like the the songwriting camp last summer when he wrote it and i didn't get to do that camp but i've heard this song is just so amazing and i'm really excited 
and everyone is just super excited to share it because it's a heartfelt story and I don't want to spoil it but yeah it's just a message that I think like some people should hear and I hope that it'll resonate with a yeah. lot of kids mm, yeah okay yeah I was gonna ask but I'm sure that you guys want to keep certain things under wraps about that song but I'm getting an idea of what to expect from that but that is so cool that you all are like Write an original music. That's awesome. There, not a lot of people say, do that. An original yeah. song. You heard it here first. Man, that is great. <laughs> well, we are so looking forward to that album. And best, what, what do you break a leg? I guess. Let me ref- let me not say those fabled words there. You better break not. Break a leg with the competition. I'll never let you live that down. I know. I don't want to be the one to jinx things. And, and with that, it has been such a joy chatting with Laura, Simone, and Elise. But it is time for us to take another break. But don't mm. go anywhere because we'll be right back on Tacapella. You may not know this, but Acaville is a nonprofit. We're a community-supported organization, and the way we keep our lights on and keep the music spinning is largely through memberships and contributions. So I encourage you to be a member of Acaville. Not only will you support everything that we're doing and supporting the community and bringing great music and features to you, but there are some pretty killer member benefits out there as well. Head on over to acaville.org, check out the member benefits, because we'd love to have you as a member of the Acaville. Community. Thanks for sticking with us. We are back on Tacapella with Laura, Elise, and Simone from Squad Harmonics. And we are at, honestly, in my opinion, the funniest and final segment of Tacapella, where we start with our rapid fire questions. So, ladies, are you ready? Yeah. And if you're not, I'm sorry. We're going ahead anyway. I am ready. And I think you have the first question. All right, here we go. First question What is your favorite activity outside of music? Acting. Garden. Fostering kittens. Oh, wow. That is like right up my alley. <laughs> You're, you are now Alicia's uh, new favorite person now. No offense <laughs> to anyone else. <laughs> what is, what is one taken. thing you own you wish you didn't? Everyone's looking around their rooms now. <laughs> There's got to be that one thing that you like probably never used ever or yeah, or somebody gave you a gift that you're surprised to get or I just sort of <laughs> <laughs> that works as well. So for Laura, nothing. I wish I could say something. I'm like, I don't know. I throw everything out all the time. I live in a very small apartment, so there's not a lot of space to sit there and keep a bunch of... Well, thank you. I guess it's not like something you don't want, but something that's funny is your teacup, right? I mean, your teapot with your wedding date on it. Wow! Really? I want to wish you didn't own that. No, 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 hang on. I was supposed to get married, so thanks, Simone. That was a dig. That was because of COVID. We didn't have a wedding, so thanks for that. Oh man, that that's great. I love it. All right, we'll we'll go with that. That I don't know what could top that right there. All right, next question. If wait, you wait, could wait, 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 wait. Simone didn't answer. Oh, did you all have an answer? I did. It what seemed like we were struggling. Wish you didn't. Okay, I think one thing I own that I wish okay. I didn't is so I graduated middle school last year and they gave me a giant poster of my yearbook photo with my yearbook photo on it and I don't like that poster so it's currently sitting behind my door so <laughs> oh my god awesome yeah I can't think of anything off the top of my head but something that I guess is kind of embarrassing for a 14 
year-old to own is I have a curio cabinet with a ton of teacups in it. What is a curio cabinet? That goes with Laura's teapot. Yeah, I guess it does. And I also have a hat collection. Oh. Oh, that just sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. Yeah, like antique hats and stuff. (laughs) That's really cool. You said hat, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Next question. If you could meet one artist throughout history, who would it be? Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Maybe Dolly Parton. Okay, very cool. I like it. Good answers. All cool. right, question number four, which I said very early on that I was so excited for this question. Cats or dogs? Cats. Yeah, I think you know my answer already. Cats. Whoa, <laughs> this is different. We've never had uh, We've a never show had where all the guests say cats. Before. Yeah. This is, I don't know how to well, feel I, about this. Amazing, I, I love dogs, but... but I have three cats, so. Yeah. Oh, I think we all love all animals. If the question was cats, dogs, or another animal, I would have gone with parrots. Okay. But I just got a cat through Simone, <laughs> so I adopted one of oh, nice. Kids, so now I have I, I didn't think I was ever a cat person, but then we got a tiny little black kitten, and he's now like four years old, and he's just the sweetest cat. And, then I, and I have three. Yeah, I have a black cat too. Exactly. None of yeah. Dogs. I also have two dogs and then two cats. Yeah, cats are my favorite. So. Well, and they awesome. don't require yeah. as much attention. They kind yeah. of do their own thing. We actually have a, a little, what is it, a fashion line, if you will, called, we have where we have boots oh, and hats. Yeah, and so one of our, he's called Rufus, and he's featured on the front cover of our album in a very subtly inlet of balloons that is there. You can barely see them, but it's going to be like our, so like Easter egg, like Marvel. Oh, I can't wait to That's see fantastic. that. That's great. All right, next question. You're granted a lifetime supply of any one thing. What do you choose? Anything? Anything. I think I'm going to say books. Ooh. Good choice. That's good. Yeah, this is hard. I don't really think about books. I guess the first thing that came to my mind was chocolate, but books is great too. That's a really good thing. (laughs) And here I was expecting everyone to say a food item. Question number six, what is your all-time favorite movie? I have like two all-time favorites, 10 Things I Hate About You and Thor Ragnarok. Did you just say 10 Things I Hate About You? Yeah. Okay, I am like so happy that you have seen that because you're you're what fourteen? Simone, Simone all time yep. favorite movie. <laughs> oh, I really don't know. Oh my gosh, I don't know about my favorite. But recently, my brother and I have been like watching a ton of eighties movies. Okay, oh. so those all of those movies are pretty funny. Great, the Brat Pack. All right, if you had to eat one thing for every meal going forward, what would you eat? In a similar vein to cheese, I'm gonna have to say pizza. I was, I'm really glad you didn't say books. <laughs> Eating books for every meal. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. That would I be mean, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Is there a way, like, could for mine, could it be like different variations of chocolate, like chocolate cake? And because, yeah. Anything I mean, with basically. chocolate. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. That works. That does work. Mm-hmm. That does work. If you could instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? Oh, okay. I think I also have to... Also Spanish for me, just because I have to take it for school and I do not understand it, so... Ah, entiendo más o menos español porque yo tomé la clase del español en mi escuela secundaria para cuatro años. There's no need to show off, Alicia. <laughs> I'm not. I'm definitely not an expert. If I was, I would say that way faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same thing in my Spanish class. Like I inch along, kind of not really understanding. <laughs> I was like, I say, I inch along. I Yeah, I don't really know. Maybe like 
baking because I love baking and I have this awesome afternoon tea cookbook that I love but yeah uh, I at the beginning of quarantine I would like bake a lot but sometimes I was very forgetful there was one time when I forgot to put in both the sugar and the baking powder oh no yeah so I think that's something that I need to work on so that's oh that's I can't imagine that was edible yeah it looked like a pancake and then (laughs) I ate it anyway and then I felt sick because the same amount oh that's fantastic all right next question what is your most embarrassing performance moment not with you guys I'm talking about my own stuff guys oh actually for for me I used to before I was teaching squad I had a residency at the Four Seasons in, in Beverly Hills and I had one guy would constantly come up and start singing down the microphone while I'm trying to serenade the whole entire room and he would just but he was very uh, how do I say this in oh. oh so he it was an evening soiree of sorts and it's very singer-songwriter type like just you know have a nice little thing drinky here and he comes up going I love to sing I love to sing I was like oh please go away and you have to be polite because they're seen as guests so you have to be like encouraging to be like just gently walk away and everyone's sitting there you know what they're thinking I'm like that's nice let's go no Oh, give me a I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I can't do anything right now. I can't do it. So I would say that one. I mean, wow, that's what fantastic. A <laughs> I've been there to to witness that. It's when you finish your set and they think it's time to flirt, and you're like, no, please, dear God, go away, leave me alone. No, nope, there's not one part of me that was encouraging you at <laughs> all. So go away. I've got to say, there have been a couple like school performances. One play stands out to me where I was in a scene and. It was opening night and I tripped and fell twice in that scene somehow. It was very embarrassing. (laughs) But hey, it at least makes for a good story. Or it's something you hopefully can laugh about later. (laughs) Yeah. We're here now, so. Yeah, um, I've blocked out a lot of things, I think, because I'm sure, I'm sure there's like so many things. But the, the only thing that comes to mind for me is there was this one time when I was doing Bugsy Malone and I was doodle and we were getting ready to like go on for one of the scenes. And I was telling everybody like, all right, let's get ready. Let's like, let's get ready to enter. And then they ran on and it wasn't our cue yet. And so they ran on early. <laughs> and so we all just ran on and we had like these little silly string guns to be like the, like the cream ball guns. And we were just spraying this, this silly <laughs> string everywhere. And then we finished and then we went off stage and apparently we had skipped an entire scene. Oh, so no. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I feel like. That's something that's stayed with me for a while. Oh my gosh, that's so fantastic. What is your favorite video or memory from your time in Squad Harmonics? Hmm, that's such a good one. To be fair, we're still pretty new, so we have tons of videos, but I I think for me, I like comparing the videos, so I get to see the progress that the kids have made. So there's a video when we first started, you know, singing the National Anthem, and uh, they will not mind when I say that it was rough. And But we were new, and that's a really hard song. It's my fault for picking it. So it's like, you know, silly saggers. We, now and now I reckon we'd be able to nail it, but at the time it was, it was, it was really, really hard. And so I go and look at those videos, and then I go and look at videos. Like last Sunday, we did our very first in-car rehearsal with the whole, with the, the performance squad. So all of their parents turned up. We had a radio device connected to our mixer, handed them all microphones that are now theirs so that they give them back after COVID for hygiene 
reasons. And they kept, they rolled the windows up and they used their radio as a speaker and it worked perfectly. And so we were finally, for the first time, able to sing in person. And so it was amazing and I can't recommend it enough. And I, I want to put, we're going to put it up on our website of how we did it so more groups can do it because it was seamless and it was flawless. It was, and I burst into tears when they all started singing for the longest time all together. And I was like, oh my babies. <laughs> um, it was so beautiful. But I think for me, that video of me, like I was filming it as well, looking back, comparing, seeing how far we've come, the comparison of those two videos is amazing because over COVID, you think you're not really learning or progressing because you can't sing together. But they sang flawlessly and it was the first time they'd sung together in a year and I was overwhelmed. It was amazing. So I would say that for me, ladies. Yeah, we had a farmer's market performance that exact weekend the year before and that was our last show together until till they closed everything down. Um, yeah, I think that my favorite video, there's so many. We have, I think someone sent it in our like performance squad group chat and it was like back when we were in person and it was, I think misha and lucy and we were like at rehearsal and they started filming a video and they were like oh like here we are we're at rehearsal let me give you a tour wait i think laura's gonna get mad at us oh we have to go and i thought it was just like so funny they're like oh my gosh that was what i was gonna say too (laughs) (laughs) i hate you too so much you guys are fired (laughs) it was yeah um I remember the situation was that I forget why, but Laura had to leave for some reason and she left her phone on the piano. I forget who picked it up, but somebody picked it up and started recording us. And then we left it on the camera roll and Laura didn't notice. And then later that day, when after rehearsal was done, she texted it to the group chat. She was like, she was like, what did you do? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And it was, yeah. It was amazing. We're all very close. So it's, it's you know, it's, I, I hope when people say, when hear me saying things like, oh, the kids are, when you're sort of seeing the crash, it's, it's because I want people to understand that they know, we all know that you have to start from somewhere. You do not have these skills starting off. It takes so much work and I'm so proud of them because they work so hard but it the thing that makes them work hard is because we have such a loving relationship we're like we're all in a group chat together we we meet up every saturday they have buddies with the younger kids everyone is encouraged to be a really good honestly a down-to-earth human being because we have no place for prima donnas and i don't deal with it and then get kicked out so the fact that they have these humans that are just so kind and down to earth and you know that everyone else is working to the same goal just makes life really fun and it makes it worth putting the effort into it so we have a lot of fun thanks ladies for throwing me under the bus (laughs) well that was awesome awesome. thank Thank you guys so much for that round of rapid fire questions i think we got to know you all just a little bit better with that we always like to end our show with something that our listeners can walk away with so we always like to ask our guests if they could offer our listeners some advice so we pose that question to you elise simone and laura if you could offer our listeners some advice what would you say i think that like especially right now when there are just so many issues that are being brought to light. I think like no matter if you have a platform like large or small, just talking about issues that are important can just spread awareness and trying to make change no matter how big or small. 
I think is just so important. And to everyone, you have a voice and I think it's really important to use it, so. Yeah, I guess I would just say have fun and be true to yourself because I know it kind of sounds a little cliche, but if you're doing what you love to do, you're gonna have the best results and just don't worry about like whether or not it sounds perfect because if you had fun doing it and if you worked hard, then that's gonna show. I would say, I think a phrase I use a lot is perfection comes in the practice room and is perfected on stage so the idea of if you want something you have to understand it's going to take hours and it's going to take a lot of dedication it doesn't happen overnight so it's the same with singing it's the same with music it's something that is going it you never stop learning you never stop trying to better yourself as a teacher i constantly trying to find ways to improve my teaching i will never sit there and be like well i'm perfect i'm i know i'm not and as a singer none of us are so if you're constantly trying to better yourself in your skill and also as a human being then i don't think you're doing too shabby and keep it up wonderful advice thank you all so very much and if our listeners wanted to learn more about squad harmonics or follow you guys on social media where could they go if you want to follow us on instagram our at is at squad harmonics and that's harmonics with an x and our web page is squadharmonics.com yeah great awesome yeah be and sure to go harmonics h-a-r-m-o-n-i-x yes also don't forget youtube youtube is also yes you squad should harmonics. definitely head to their youtube there's so many amazing videos there we would love if anyone wants to add uh follow us on spotify because when our album comes out we'd love to have have people listen to it and also give opinions because we're a work in progress and we know that and we're very grateful for you know advice from all of the professional groups that we've talked to and all the college groups and we've worked with so we're always open for opinions and advice offered because it's something that you know you never stop learning so we would love well our opinion is you all sound great so I just followed you we will definitely go give you a follow on Spotify we'll do that right after this episode Alicia if our listeners wanted to learn more about you or get in touch with you where could they go before i say that i just followed them on spotify <laughs> get on my level make it happen yay you can find me on instagram my instagram handle is e.squared1989 how about you brian as always you can find me on twitter at the brian alex brian with an i and be sure to give talkapella a follow we are on twitter at talkapella two p's two l's and be sure to check out our website at talkapella.org as always go give aquaville radio follow they are the wonderful platform through which we stream through and that's going to wrap up today's show we want to thank laura elise and simone from squad harmonics for so much for coming on and speaking with us today we've had such a great time learning about you all's organization talking about music and just getting some wonderful advice to end the show with so thank you all so very much Thank you so much for having us. (laughs) Well, thank you all very much. You're invited back anytime, of course. And that's going to wrap up today's show. Thank you all for listening and for everything else. Stay tuned.